Welcome to the Amanda Rollard Show, where we work together to support abundant living in all areas of your life, body, mind, family, finances, and community. Come join us and get your salt back. Welcome, everybody, to the Amanda Rollert Show. I am so glad that you decided to join me for another episode as we talk salt, as we support abundant living today in all areas of our life, in our minds, in our bodies, our families, our communities, and our finances. Stick around today as we're going to talk about golf, how it made me rethink my life. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Salt Talks. I have a very special guest here today. I have snagged MP, if you listen to us on Fam Bam, to do this episode with me. MP, are you there? I'm here. Actually, he's shoulder to shoulder with me right now because he and Motown, Morgan, his wife, they're spending the night here because they have a trip that they're leaving for in the morning. So we got to enjoy him for a couple of days, which was kind of the preface of what got us started on this topic or got me started on this topic. You and the Bobby dude drug Morgan and I somewhere. Where did y'all drag us yesterday? Bobo's favorite evening uh, getaway, and that's the uh, local Luling Muni, the golf course. (laughs) The golf course, the golf course. Yeah, so I had started thinking about taking a golf, not because I needed something else to do. I've got enough to do, but really I was going to try to do it kind of like I was taking up fishing because it was something that the Bobby dude likes. And, you know, I played golf in high school for just a couple of years. It was just because I wanted something to fill my spring with while I was still in school. But I, I remember, I remember I didn't really think I liked it very much. And I think it's because I'm a competitor and I don't like to do anything that I can't do well. I have to say this because MP, you and Gabe, y'all were really, really good golfers. Gabe, yeah. Gabe's a really good golfer. I just... I like to compete in any way, shape, or form, and that was something that also filled my spring, and I got to do it with some of my friends that played at the same time, so any given weekend, anywhere, I mean, in life, especially on the guy's side, you run into somewhere in work or somewhere that somebody wants to get together and go play golf at some point in time, whether you're good or not or ever played before, so. Well, it's kind of a lifelong. It's kind of one of those sports you can play for life. I mean, you and Gabe both were on the Sonora golf team, and y'all went to state, didn't you? Gabe did. Yeah. Gabe I, did. I, I think we went to regionals or okay. something when I did it myself. Well, year, y'all but... were y'all had fun. Yeah. I mean, you knew a lot more about it than I did. Maybe. I just went to support. And again, I don't like to do anything that I can't do. And I know everything is a skill. You know, I was a coach. And so every action, every way, everything that you do, I'm always like breaking it down into its components. So first of all, we played, we were going to play, they they got us out there on the premise. Hey, let's just go play for 45 minutes. So Morgan and I looked at each other and we're like, hmm. They said, let's go play nine holes. Be 45 minutes. We'll be done. So, okay, well, that's fine. Well, two hours later, we were still out there as the sun was going down. And we started off because what was the bet? Well, like I said, I don't care. I could play a scratch golfer, which a scratch golfer means somebody that's very, very good. And I'm not one of those. But I could go out tomorrow and I would bet somebody money or something that I can beat them just because that's always a chance, right? Until you don't succeed or you do. So I'm always, always pretty confident going into something because there's what you never know and that kind of keeps me and drives me to do things and compete like that but me and Motown me and the Bobby dude yeah and I think we simplified it and just said who the winners 
will have to buy the other ones each a ten dollar scratch off yeah so. yeah so of course with the scratch off on the line you're like okay we can do this and at the end at the end of the night we, we were down were- two holes <laughs> and we had two holes to go so and we won the last two holes so that means we essentially tied for the whole round yeah and nobody owed anybody. nobody owed anybody anything so we after two hours we were you know zero to zero basically but anyway maybe better but anyway it got me thinking I crawled into bed last night and I'm just sitting there you know kind of decompressing and the Bobby dude's already there in the bed and he like reached over and he grabbed my arm and he said you know you're a pretty good golfer and I just busted out laughing because I am not according to my standards you know can I hit the ball occasionally well yeah but I also hit the ball or tried to hit the ball once yesterday and I just completely missed the whole thing. But the Bobby dude also hit one out of bounds one time well, and then true. she smoked one right down the middle about 200 yards. And I was like, holy moly. <laughs> well, okay. So when he said that, I'm like, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I was a hot mess. So it made me start thinking. I had to be a little reflective, which I think it's important that we all call ourselves to reflect on the things that move us in this lifetime and move us to be a better person, to have more salt, to influence this world in whatever way, shape or form. So I think my whole takeaway is golf made me rethink my life. And what I mean by that, I think we, MP, you and I were going to start talking about six different things that golf really kind of makes you rethink about life it's a slow sport or it could be fast but there's a lot of uh life analogies i guess that can be derived from the sport of golf there really is and so the first thing that i wanted to talk about and hopefully you can kind of find your way to relate as we kind of talk this through but the first thing you know when you go play on a golf course it's usually you play 18 holes and you know the course itself it's judged by a score. Okay. This how difficult the course is. So, you know, playing 18 holes, they say you should score a 72 or a 70 or whatever it is. Basically that's what they say a par golfer would be. So after 18 holes, your score, you know, if you were just a what right average person you know uh, no if you're you're pretty good golf, if you shoot oh, okay. a, a par, that okay. it's even basically throughout the whole round, you should even. even. Okay. So, so, but I'm thinking I can't just go out there and think, I got to get a 72 or I got to get below 72 or I, I can't get too far above 72 because that would just get me all nutted up. I would be all stressed about that. And I thought that's silly in life. You know what the big goal is. And that would be the big goal. That would be the major goal is to shoot par or below par or slightly above par. If you were, you know, competing, that would be great. It would be fantastic, but I can't eat that elephant all at once. So in life, you have to break it down. And so I get in my little, cause I don't like, I'm not going to walk 18 holes. So I get in my little buggy and I'm going to walk, drive up to the first hole and see, oh, this is a par four. I can do that. Can I get from this tee box in the hole in four strokes or less or slightly more, whatever. And I'm like, well, I can do that. And then after that hole, I may pull up to the next hole and it's another par four, or then it's a par three, then it might be a par five. And slowly, 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 after 18 holes, I see where I am against the 72 or the par of the course. So I didn't have to eat the elephant one bite. I got to break it apart and I got to meet my micro goals. 
And we've talked about micro goals and macro goals before, and you have to break down your macro goal into its bite-sized pieces and take it one step at a time. I don't know, MP, how do you feel about that? No, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Or That's, hit the golf ball yeah, on the tee. Hit the golf ball on the tee, <laughs> yeah. That's a, a great way to put it as far as, you know, you got the big picture, but before you can get there, you got to hit the little steps and little goals along the way. And your head's maybe down, but looking halfway up. And then when you get there, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm done. I'm here. I made it to the finish line. So I know. And that's in life. In life, you know, set your goals, but celebrate your little successes. You can have fun so along the way you, of that golf course or that trip, or you can eat a sandwich at lunch or halfway <laughs> through at nine or get a drink or whatever. But or whatever. And you know so. something else too, Michael? Something that Gabe the babe told me as he was trying to help coach his mother. He said, mom, you got to think about it like this. Remember this saying, you got to hit the little ball before the big ball. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means, Gabe. <laughs> and he was like, the little ball mom is the golf ball. The big ball is the globe. It's the earth. I'm like, okay. I'm like, but you know what? As I pondered that last night and today, as I was thinking about you know this podcast, I thought, well, that's that's very appropriate. You got to keep your eye on the little goal before you make it to the big goal, which is just an echo of what we were just talking about is that, you know, if you hit the big golf ball first, first, that's the earth. You're not, you're barely going to make your little golf ball, the real golf you ball. You might mess it all up yes. or tumble it or it might go nowhere, but yeah. So I thought, well, that's very appropriate for life. You've got to Keep your eye on your little baby steps, your little goals, because if you hit your little goals, you're going to hit the, the big ball. That's right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. So you tell me, what what are you thinking? What are some life lessons that playing golf made you rethink? Well, there's several, but I know um, one thing we always like to say is uh, you drive for show and you putt for dough. Ooh, wait a minute. Say that again. You drive for show. You drive for show and you putt for dough and you putt aka for dough. money or the winnings or the knock it in for birdie whatever okay what do you mean by that so a lot of times or every time you start on a tee box and unless it's a very short hole where you're using an iron or something small you use your driver and the driver is the big boy that's the one everybody brings out and that's, it's hard to you have to stand different for that yeah you got to take a big swing or sometimes an easy swing to hit it farther. But the the driver, that's the big, loud, big, powerful swing. And a lot of people, it's like, man, you drove the ball way down there. Or you hit it almost to the green or on the green or whatever. And then some guys, you know, like me, <laughs> I can hit it out of bounds or I might hit it straight or or maybe half the distance of the guy that just smoked it down there. But the moral of the story is if they hit it way down there and I hit it half the distance, we still both are on a par four or par five you have that many strokes to get in the hole. And when you get finally onto the green, the guy that drove it way down there, he may take three putts to knock it in the hole. And I may get it on the green in two shots, but then the third, my first putt, I knock it straight in the hole because I can put the putting. Basically, the putter is where you make your make the dough, That's you make right. the money. Okay, so you're saying like, it's not always about, you know, because some people, I, I get this, I'm, I'm totally with you. Some people start off very flashy and they start off very strong and then they kind of peter out yeah. in life. Yeah. They're like, oh, it was, it was fun when I started, but I'm really not going to push myself to reach this goal. So when it really mattered, when it really mattered to putt 
and get precise and get zeroed in on the target or on the goal, they petered out. Yep. And you got these people maybe in your life that they get all the attention and all the, that's so true. All the, um, the, accolades yeah, and all the yeah, promotions exactly. and all the, that's the word recognition. The recognition is the word I was stumped on. So they get all that and you're back there laying, doing all the groundwork essentially. And you don't get that, but, and they're getting the high fives when really you look at the end of the day on the paper, you maybe made the better score. Or you did this stuff better, but that's because you, you, you did the small things consistent and right. And you know, you weren't the big, I big love that. So that. That's a pretty good, that one. is a very, very good one. Thanks for sharing that. Okay. So I have another lesson that golf made me rethink my life. And this is a really big one for your mother. I realized golf courses and the Bobby dude actually told me this a while back. And I, I think it went in one ear and it didn't go out the other. It just kind of lingered in there, but it didn't really take hold until I've been thinking about it and processing my journey to pick up golf clubs is that golf courses are some of the most beautiful places on earth. They, every, you know, really nice resorts, beautiful places to stay, have these gorgeous golf courses. They might be, you know, in the middle of forests. They may be on beaches. They may be on coastlines. They may be, you know, places that you wouldn't normally get to see unless you played 18 holes and you got in your cart or you walked and you got to smell the smells and see the flowers and breathe the air and enjoy the breeze. And I think for me, the thing that got to me and that has been getting to me about playing golf is that you can't just focus on the game. Yes, that's why you're there. That's the goal, but you've got to take time to enjoy the journey. And what I mean by that is if you're so narrow focused on the work, 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 you will miss, I think, the beauty that God is trying to surround you with on the journey. So don't miss the scenery because I'm speaking this out of humility because I am known for being that laser focused and saying, you know, missing events, missing fun times, missing things along the way, because I thought I just couldn't take myself away from the work. And you know what, at the end of the day, at the end of our life, at the end of our time, it is not going to be about how hard I worked. It's not going to be about what money I made for somebody else. It's not going to be about that. It's going to be, how did I impact the people that I love? How was I there for my family? How was I there for my grandkids? How did I make this world a better place? Did I make this world a better place? And you can't do that without slowing down and taking time to smell the roses, taking time to see the scenery, taking time to enjoy what God put around you. So I am now a believer of what the Bobby dude told me originally was that golf courses are some of the most beautiful places in the world that you can, you know, just kind of be one with nature, be at peace, enjoy the journey, watch. I'm a big house watcher too. So a lot of times these golf courses are intermingled between these yeah. beautiful homes. We've and hit a few of them. Have you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, these big homes right on the Right on the golf course, but I guess the perks of being on the golf on course, the golf and, course. And knowing it, you're going to also know golf balls are flying. Down yeah. So. Yeah. So anyways, that was something I wanted to share too. So what else you got for me, MP? Well, I think that kind of goes right into, um, I guess, as far as enjoying the scenery, you also 
have in golf, a, you know, a lot of people don't hit it straight. They, no, like like your mother. Yeah, well, and like me, I hit like a fade or sometimes a slice, and then well, I might what is, hit it Wait a minute, so, what's a slice? Well, for a right-handed golfer, a slice would be what most right-handed golfers do is you hit it and the ball goes out to the right. And you it did, just keeps you did hit some of those yesterday. I did. And if it's, if it's a fade, if it just slightly goes right, and if you hit a big slice, it's going to go way right. And, you know, that's not straight, but I can what still. What happens when it goes the other way? So that's a draw okay. or a hook. So if you're a right-hand golfer and you hit it and the ball curves to, to the, the left, left. okay, and that would be a draw. And then okay. some people can just hit it straight yep. sometimes or all the time. And basically that uh, shows that you can all have different uh journeys you know to the same end result so whether i hit it right or left or straight or the guy next to me you know does this does something different some of the it may make my journey to the end a little longer because i'm now farther away from the hole or whatever but we essentially get there to the same place at some point in time whether we both make the same score or or not and i think in life that's something that a lot of people can relate to it's not always about who gets there the fastest or even takes the longest it's what did you do along the way or is it, did it make you or break you or did you learn something to get there or, or to get to that point uh, or to that goal? We've been talking a lot of goal oriented things. So sometimes you have a bump in the road or a shot that maybe misfired, but you can get back on and you regroup and then you, you go again. And um, sometimes that teaches you a lesson or something to, to fix for the next hole or the next goal or whatever in life. And now you learn from that maybe, or maybe you do it again, but now you know what to do to correct it for the next time. And that kind of be something to get you back on. Michael, I love that analogy because that is so true. Is that, you know what? Obviously, if I drew a line from A to B, that would be the straight line I to get there the fastest, boom. But life doesn't always take us that way. Sometimes we have to go through ravines, over mountains, you know, cross rivers, cross oceans. Just like <laughs> that pin was down there with every single hole. And sometimes we went left, right, straight. Sometimes I went bloop, bloop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I swung and missed. And sometimes you hit it out of bounds, but that doesn't mean you give up. You give up. You, you don't give up. You so take just, a drop and you hit yeah. it again. And then you forget about that. And it's in the past and you you go and, and you move forward. I love that. But I guess on the same note, by doing those uh-ohs are hitting it going left or straight or off the beaten path. Golf can be a very humbling sport in Ooh, that way. Yes. So talk, let's talk about that. That's uh-huh. what I was struggling with when I was yesterday. I do not like because well, you're be- a competitor and I you don't want to lose and you don't want to be bad at what you do, like no. you said. And I'm the same way. And but you got to remember there's guys that and girls that play um golf for a living. They do this every single day and they're very good at it. Professional. they get out on the golf course and you you have people that make the cut and you have people that don't it happens it's just a default it happens and you have some that play really have disaster holes and i mean they do this every single day but golf is a very trying sport because i don't care how good you are or how long you've played you can always you can always mess up and have a bad day and that's why it's very humbling so especially for somebody like me or my mom when's the last time you played other than this year when we played on vacation and then we played on vacation i think it'd been years so you can't expect to pick up golf of all sports it's not something you just pick up and you know you're the hero one day even though i sometimes play better when i don't play for a year like i forget all the bad habits i think but um it's definitely a humbling sport and 
it kind of can bring you back. And sometimes that's what it does for me anyway, is you kind of get to the point when you kind of don't care or you're not trying as hard to like, you know, not mess up. You kind of enjoy it more at that point. You don't have the stress and you don't have the pressure and you're just kind of playing for fun. But um, so sometimes in life you have to, you have to do that too. You can't just be on pins and needles the whole entire time. But you know, too, when you're striving for a goal in life or you're striving for the next advancement or to reach a goal, maybe somebody else has reached a goal and you're like, man, I'm my age or I'm at my point in my career. I I should have been there too. And we, we start comparing ourselves to other people and, you know, we can't do that. Everybody's on a different journey, kind of like you were talking about with the last point that you were making. It doesn't matter if we went left or right or straight. We're all going to get there if we just don't quit. So don't beat yourself up if you have a setback or two. Yes, it's humbling, but it can be so powerful if we just reflect on maybe what we did that we need to tweak, be reflective and just swing the club again, meaning go back in the ring Try, try again, because the only way we don't make it to the end of 18 holes is if we quit. If we pick up our ball and we quit, the only way we don't make it to our goals in life is if we quit. So we just can't quit. And every now and then, you can't predict it, but every now and then you might just hit a hole in one. That's true. And a hole in one would be that, that something in your life that just is a big turning point or a power boost or something to kick in the right direction and that could that could doesn't mean you're gonna that's something that doesn't happen very often uh, i don't know what the odds are on that in in reality and actual golf but in life but that's that's stuff that can happen it does are you speaking from experience um well this wasn't a life-changing moment but <laughs> i did have the opportunity at a golf course to make a hole in one and it just so uh happens that it that's what happened. And it was in front of witnesses, which makes it a little better. It was uh, the Bobby dude, Gabe, Adam and Jared. Oh, everybody was there. So, they saw it. Um, it was it really did happen. huh? So like I said, sometimes we'd rather be lucky than good. So that in that case, it was it was lucky, but uh, it did happen. So that one's crossed off the list. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. OK, Michael. So let's just recap for the audience today. So just thinking again, really quickly, I think you can't, you can't eat the elephant. You know, you can't conquer the goal in one bite, in one day, in one moment, you got to break it down into its mini bites. You said you got to drive for show and not for dough. I mean, somebody might start off flashy and be all that. But it's not about the flashy, it's staying the course. It's making the little adjustments all the way to the finish line for our goals. I love, love that. We also talked about stopping to smell the roses along the way. Don't miss the scenery in life. Don't miss the fun times, the day-to-day. Don't don't get so narrow focused on your your job, job, where you block out the memories, the love, the, the relationships, family, the, the family, the friends, and doing all those fun things. You also said it doesn't matter. Some people hit hooks, some people hit slices, some people hit straight. So it doesn't matter if we go left or right or straight, we're still going to get there to our end result, to the end goal, as long as we just don't quit. And then last but not least, you said, you know, sometimes it's a humbling sport. It's a humbling sport. And it's okay to have setbacks. It's Sometimes okay. those are needed, though. Um, I agree with you. I 
I'm, I know it's happened to me. I can't give an example right now, but I know in, in life you see certain people, maybe that were on just a crazy streak or just awesome kind of high. And then all of a sudden, boom, something happens and they're knocked back down. And they, I think it's, that's a good thing to happen for, for a reality check to realize that, you know what, um, I was getting a little off my rocker there and I need to get back down and level headed. And, and maybe I missed some blew off some people during that time. Cause I wasn't looking, I was focused on what I was doing and, and everybody else was in the way, but that can kind of bring you back down the, to reality. And, you know, if, if you have a couple of setbacks, just keep swinging the golf club because you just don't quit and we will make it. MP, I can't thank you enough for doing this episode with I'm me. Glad it worked out. Yeah, I am too. Now I wish you and Motown a wonderful vacation. Yeah. I hope uh, it's good and yeah. get it out of the way and then deer season will be here and deer season. Hey, you know, we, we need to do a podcast on taxidermy and processing what do you say yeah we could do that it's we not as scary as it sounds <laughs> no it's not it's it's really uh creative it's probably or, in everybody's or, daily life everybody's seen them out somewhere and everybody I is know. eating food so i know part of both of it you know what also we we have i think next week is our one-year anniversary for the amanda Rollert show I think we're going to need to get the fam bam all together. We'll see how that That'd goes. Be great. I think so. Oh my gosh. Um, everybody. Thank you so much for joining uh, MP and me for another episode of the Amanda Rollert show, where we talk salt, where we strive uh, to support abundant living today and every day. Thank you so much for joining us. We wish you a great rest of your week and tune in again next week for another episode of the Amanda Rollert show. MP, I think we need to sign off. I'm out of here. Out of, out of here. Okay. Bye everybody. Thanks for listening to The Amanda Rollard Show, a podcast to get your salt back. Share this episode with a friend and tag us on Instagram. See you next time.